you come on a great Sunday, uh, and as you notice, uh, we've got some chairs. We're going to have a bell choir um, come, and uh, you're going to love it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to ask uh, our students from our youth ministry, um, Life Youth, if they would come up. Several of these students have been uh, this summer on a missions trip, um, and, uh, and then on uh, to summer camp, and... Then uh, we also just uh, yesterday had, they had a lake day where we had some baptisms. And so uh, it's, it's just some powerful things that have happened over this summer. <clears throat> and uh, so excited about it. We got one more. Come on up. We got somebody that wants to come. Anna, you want to come up? Yeah. There we go. You bet. Please come. We got another chair. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, here's the deal. A lot of times we do great things at promoting things and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, and we don't do such a good job on the back end to find out, to celebrate what happened. You know, we need to celebrate things. We raised a lot of money and fireworks and asked for people to send these kids on a mission trip, and they went, and we raised money and sent them to camp, and we see uh, all these great things, and then we kind of move. What's next? And I thought it'd be great just for this week to stop and pause for a minute and find out what God is doing in hearts and lives of our students. Because let me tell you, we are Family Life Church. We say this, babies to grandparents. God is doing great things in, in the heart of our students. Now, I don't know if you have the experience or maybe you remember a, a camp or a conference or, or maybe it was a summer camp or maybe a mission trip opportunity that God did something great in your life. You never forget it, do you? You never forget it. You know, they say that for pastors, they've done, uh, uh, they've done surveys that found out that a large percentage of those in full-time ministry receive their calling for that, either a camp or a com convention or a conference. God does powerful things on these opportunities. I've known more missionaries that went on a missions trip and it got in their heart that God wanted to take them outside of their own place to, to, mission, uh, to be a missionary on a foreign field. And so there's great things that happen there. And uh, for a large part of my life, I got the opportunity to run summer camps and youth conventions and missions trips, and it was amazing. And people always say, well, well, do kids ever get over that stuff? I mean, aren't they just emotional highs or whatever? You know, every one of those experiences is a roadblock on the road back to hell. You know, because there's going to be times in these students' lives when somebody's going to come and present some doubt, Right? It might be in college. It might be just through life circumstances. You've been there. You know this. And you know what? They're going to be point, able to point back to this summer, 2022. God met me, and I experienced him, and it was real. And that's going to keep them moving forward. It's not, it's not wrong to doubt, but you know, it's, you know, when I go to my doubt, I go back, what was real? What was real? So anyway, that's my pre-sermon. And so uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you to Pastor Emily and Pastor Colin you guys have done such an amazing job with our students. And uh, yeah, you can thank them. <clears throat> it, it's great to see not just the weekly uh, growth that happens and the weekly meetings that you have. And it's week after week and you're trying to come up with creative things that keep their attention. And, uh, but also the training them for ministry and things like fine arts and taking them to camp and and then this last year on a missions trip, powerful thing. And then uh, just yesterday, out in the water, the good news is everybody they took came back. That was good. But uh, had several baptisms. So there, there's some great things 
that happened. So uh, we're going to talk about first about the missions trip and then kind of thoughts from camp and then talk about baptism a little bit. And there'll be some images on the screen as we do. Uh, so as we set it up, anything you two would like to uh, kind of talk about the summer as a whole or, or uh, how you felt about uh, it's a busy summer and then you're going to have a baby on top of that. So that's, that's all good. So Hello. There yes, Syria. Um, it was a busy and really awesome summer, and I'm just proud of all of our students. One that stepped out for uh, that went to Alaska, because um, I know it was a lot of prep, like from like January to when we left. Like it was constant of like, oh, this is what we're get doing. This is what we're getting into. And so it's really fun that um, like they got to step out and say yes, even when I was like, it's up to you guys. Um, and so it's really cool. I think camp and like yesterday so we went and had like we had five students who got baptized which is amazing and so we're just really excited what god's going to be doing in and through their lives for this the rest of the year but also for years to come so yeah uh what was really cool to see about the baptisms is we had one student who at camp decided he wanted to get baptized and then that's kind of went like we never asked them if they wanted to get baptized we never even really offered it um, at the lake trip, and then just like one by one, students started coming. It's like we want to get baptized. We want to get baptized. So like the faithfulness of one kind of helped push forward the faithfulness wow. of others. And we we literally didn't even like drop any seeds of baptism at all. They they're the ones that requested wow. it, which is awesome. it just shows like that their heart was the one that was, you know, they had that in their heart to do that, which is so right. cool. Wow, that's great. Um, now, I just want to say, uh, beautiful ladies, there were boys that went on this trip. I don't think any of them made it um, back, maybe, but no, there, there were some guys. We are blessed with uh, a cadre of, uh, of girls, which has been good, and, uh, but we also have some boys in that. Um, but uh, So let's talk about the missions trip a little bit, and uh, I just want to encourage you to share from your heart. You're amongst family. Everybody loves you, and eat the mic so they can understand you and, and hear you. But uh, what was, uh, how was this trip different than what you expected? Would somebody like to share uh, that went on the missions trip, how it might, what your expect, expectation was? How was it different than what you expected? Um, hello, okay. So um, I expected the, wor the mission trip to just be a lot of working and just kind of going, working, and then sleeping. But uh, we saw God a lot more than, like, I expected. We were praying and stuff and... It was really cool. Uh, like, we worked so well in our group together, and going to see some people at like Team Starter, Team Starter, Team Challenge. Sorry, <laughs> um, but and like meeting people who are like homeless people who are running Bible studies in their camp and stuff. It was really cool seeing God doing that. Wow. Now, just to remind you, uh, this group went to Alaska, and we're ministering in a small town called Houston right out of uh, Anchorage a little ways. So um, anybody else, how was the trip different than maybe what you expected? Um, it, I expected, kind of like Audrey said, like a lot of work, but there, we also like did a lot of stuff together and like built community. But also um, we went and the pastor was kind of talking to us about like that valley and what was different about that valley. And there's this uh, spiritual like darkness over the valley and like we were tearing down a witchcraft store and 
I'd always known that existed, but it had never really been real until that trip. Wow. And just seeing that and like feeling it too and being like, yes, there are like demons everywhere, but like God is greater still. And there was a lot of like praying that God would be with us. And um, definitely like you could see God like working through that and everything. Like we, we showed up the first day and we were just kind of like joking about it, which we shouldn't have been. And there was like a like an animal school. And we were like, oh, it's possessed. And like we were making jokes, but like we shouldn't have been. And then like by the end of the trip, we could actually see like that like God was greater still. Hmm. And um, that was like an interesting takeaway for me. That's good. That's good. Anna, do you want to share about uh, maybe what different than what you expected? Um. It was really interesting because I had no idea what to expect on the trip at all. I didn't know what I was getting into. And, um, but when I got in, when we got into Alaska and everything, and then we started going around and everything, it was that moment of like, holy crap, this is real. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I hadn't, it hadn't really clicked in my mind that things like demons and whatnot were real real yeah and having that moment of being like this is this is a real thing this isn't yeah. just you know I, I i don't know how to explain it <laughs> so it's a really cool moment to kind of realize that everything's real and having yeah. that realization moment of christ yeah. and whatnot yeah it's really interesting how about this? Where did you see Jesus working while you were there? I know you talked about there was like the spiritual part of it, but where did you see Jesus working while you were there? The entire time. It was okay. really interesting to go around and be like, uh, like as they mentioned, going to um, homeless camps and whatnot and talking to people and hearing their stories and being like, yeah, this Jesus is going to work through these people's lives. Um, and uh, also going to the witch's store and um, I know Colin has mentioned this before but when the building went down and that like sigh of relief and like feeling God go over us it was really really cool and again just to catch some of you up that might not be aware <clears throat> there was uh, this church was able to purchase this property that had a former witch's store on it and they tore it down and are going to uh, rebuild uh, something for the kingdom and, and a ministry. So really flipping the script from darkness to light, and it's a powerful thing. Um, anybody else want to share where you saw Jesus working? Um, so it was really cool. We went to Team Challenge, <laughs> um, and we met some people who had previously been uh, drug addicts, and they were all just going around and sharing their stories and their testimonies. It was really, really cool seeing, like, they had some pretty, like, they were in some pretty bad situations and seeing how far they come and had, like, so much hope. It was really inspiring and really cool to see that. And, like, also, there was obviously a lot of, like, there was a lot of darkness there. And so, like, one night, like, I woke up and, like, nothing, it was silent. So, like, nothing woke me up. And I just felt, like, a lot of fear. And so just, like, praying, it just was, like, immediately, like, gone. It was really cool. That's great. Um, um, going off of Teen Challenge and what Audrey said, I think that was one of my favorite parts of the trip. And it was just, like, so powerful. Like, I don't know how to describe it except powerful. And, like, 
the only other times I felt like that was like once or twice at summer camp when we were like praying together as a group and um, like the worship songs we sang and hearing testimonies and we prayed. I looked at the clock. It was like 35 minutes. It was, it didn't feel like 35 minutes. It felt like five minutes. And um, just all of that, like the Holy Spirit, you could feel it. And like, even where we were, we were in this living room and you looked out the windows and like, it was so pretty outside. Like you could see the mountains and the creek and the salmon jumping in the creek and the trees. And it was like so powerful to like see God's creation outside and we could feel him there. And it was, it was amazing. I loved it. That is awesome. For those of you that don't know, Teen Challenge is a recovery ministry, uh, Christian-based recovery ministry. And uh, the ladies were able to go to one of the girls' houses. And then the guys were able to go to the guys' place. And I know my, my grandson was talking to me while he was there. And he goes, we went to this place called Teen Challenge. And these guys looked like they could really hurt us. <laughs> he goes, but then we got in there and they were so nice. It was great. But yeah, powerful uh, testimony time. Wow, that's great. How are you different from going on this trip? Um, I definitely have a new perspective on Christ and like anything holy and religious in general. And it was, it, it was crazy going, like coming out of it because like I'd mentioned before, it's just completely new perspective on everything and noticing how real everything was within Christ. And it was really cool. Wow. That's great. Um, we did a lot of working and like we would get up, do devotions, then like go and work. Then maybe we'd go on a hike or we'd go do teen challenge. And there was a lot of, um, like, I feel like normally I would be exhausted and like we did get really tired, but I feel like every morning you woke up and you just had this renewed sense of, okay, I'm going to keep going. Like this is for the kingdom. And that really, um, like that really helped you keep on going and our devotions every morning. And we would spend time like praying and journaling and preparing ourselves when we would go into something like um, when we went to the homeless people or just like preparing ourselves. And like they they really encourage prayer and time alone with God because that's what builds you up to protect you from what um, Satan would want to do to you. And um, I did that a lot. And that was the first time that we've really like I really like thought about it that way. And that was really neat. Um, yeah, kind of going off of she was saying, um, like you felt really accomplished because like I feel like a lot of times the enemy tries to tell you because you're young, you can't do a lot. You need to be older and like lead huge crowds. But like just using my hands to like tear down insulation and stuff and doing stuff like that. It's like you don't need to do a lot um, of huge stuff to help with God's kingdom. Like we were handing out coffee to homeless people and just like having a chat with them. And it was really cool. Just kind of spreading the gospel in small ways like that. That's so good. And one of the things that uh, Colin and Emily did was had each student that went prepare their own testimony and be ready to give their testimony, which was, was a challenge. How about for uh, you guys? How did you kind of see, what did you notice on your, your group? You took these students and maybe 
before, during, and after? Or, you know, what did you see kind of develop within the team as you progressed and finished? Sorry, I had to think about that. Um, which was cool. So we were, the first picture you guys saw was like our team of like 43 people. Um, when we got on the ground in Alaska, our team split. And so our crew and then a church from Cottage Grove, we were together the whole time. And what was really cool is that, um, like, we all started out as strangers. And that first day, honestly, not a whole lot, nothing got done, um, mainly because we didn't know what the plan was. And so, you know, when you go um, to a mission trip, you kind of expect everything to go wrong and everything, like, at all the same time. Like, everything's going to go right and everything's going to go wrong. Um, and so we were just, like, believing, like, all right, God, whatever you have for us. And so that first day, like, we just all hung out, which honestly, like, thinking, like, when we were the next day when we started tearing down the building, um, we're like, oh, there's a reason why God totally set that first day free. Like, even though it wasn't supposed to be, it would have been nice to, like, get started right away. But the team building that we had as a group, like, with even, like, our students, but then also with the team in Cottage Grove, like, we all became one. Like, you couldn't tell who was from Newburgh and who was from Cottage Grove um, the rest of the week. And even, so, Pastor Kevin Reich, he's uh, the lead pastor at a church at Relevant Life Church. And um, him and his son Trenton were with us, with our crew the whole time. And he even said, like, how amazing it was, how kind and uh, respectful and um, encouraging all of our students were with each other the whole week. Mm. And wow. how that, that whole foundation totally set us up for the rest of the, the week for all the other stuff that we were doing. And so I was just thoroughly impressed with each and every one of our students of like, I didn't hear any complaining. I didn't hear of like, I don't want to do this. Um, they're like, okay, what, what else can we do? Like in just how they wow. were totally ready just to be like, all right, God, <laughs> um, whatever you have for us, we'll do it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, th I agree with all that. I think I was, I was kind of expecting, because this was, um, every student's first mission trip that went on. Um, and I was kind of expecting there to be some, like, not necessarily, the, the culture shock in Alaska wasn't as strong as, like, going to, like, Africa or another, like, third world country would be. Um, but there was definitely still some culture shock there. Um, and I was kind of expecting there to be some pushback against that. Um, but these students really, uh, like, they they kind of fell into it in a positive way. And um, instead of complaining about, like, something as simple as not having a, a shower all the time, they just went with it. Um, and if you've ever been to, like, a third world country on a mission trip, um, Alaska was a cakewalk when it, when it comes to that stuff. Uh, but again, for them, they'd never done that before, so it was still kind of coming back, um, stepping away from the privileges that we have here in the lower 48. Um, so yeah, I was just, I was very impressed with that and their ability to kind of just like, we, we kind of talked before we left, instead of being flexible, to be fluid. Because if you're flexible, that means that you can spring exactly back to where you were before. But if you're fluid, you can fit any container you're put into. And so they were very fluid on this trip. And there was a lot of stuff, like there was a lot of really poor planning on the front end. Um, and we went there and we just, w we really weren't sure what we were going to do. 
Um, even the pastor was saying, like, yeah, I don't know if I have any work for you. Um, <laughs> and then probably a week before they, they figured it out. But uh, we kind of expected it to be, like, just up in the air. And that's not really a comfortable place to be in. Um, but they they were fluid with it. And that's really important in, on a mission trip, in life, just in in a workplace, wherever you go, is to be able to not conform to what's going on around you, but to um, not push against it in a negative way, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Um, what I really loved, like the whole time we were uh, with the pastors in uh, Houston, is that so it's him and his, like him, his family and his parents. His family was uh, visiting family in Montana um, uh, when we were there, but um, how much, like, they relied on prayer every single day, and, like, this whole building was an answer to prayer for, like, years. Everyone in that valley had been praying that the witch's store, like, the witches, like, they would go out of there, because um, he actually got to step on property and get to just tell them about you know, who he is, what he's doing. And she's like, I guess I'll stop cursing your church now. Like in how like the darkness in the community, like Audrey was saying is so real. Um, like you could feel the, like the weight lifted off of like when the building went down. Um, it was such a cool, weird experience, but um, like every day they rely on prayer. Like, God, you're going to keep us safe. You're going to cover us. And they were praying over us the whole time we were there to keep us safe. Um, and so, wow. yeah. That is amazing. And you came home from that trip, and it was a pretty quick turnaround before you went three days, and then you took off to summer camp. So no rest for, uh, I'm not going to call you wicked, but there's no rest <laughs> <clears throat> when you're having fun. Let's squeeze it in. So a couple, three days later, they went off to summer camp. And so let's shift uh, and talk a little bit about uh, summer camp. And uh, maybe for those, some of those that haven't had a chance to share yet, what was the one thing you learned about God at the, in the camp? Um, <laughs> okay. Um, well, before I had always, like, gone on youth trips and, like, participated but I hadn't really like felt it and then when I went like the first night for worship I just felt like so like actually as though I understand it for the first time Wow! and it's like I never felt that way before so it was just like so amazing and I just felt like for the first time I really understood God and felt like I saw him and like experienced him and it was like so powerful. I just didn't really know like what to think of it at first. (laughs) That's amazing. So, yeah. Mm, Well, like the first night we were there, like I felt like for worship, I felt like the presence of God, like in the room with all of us singing. And then like in the next nights, like when we went up to like pray and we went up to the altar, it like, just felt like God was just there with us and he was just with us all of the way. Wow. Wow. That's invaluable. Are you, are you catching this? Because some of you in the room, you remember a thing called the altar, right? Remember Sunday night? Anybody Sunday night people, right? You know, that's, or does it happen? It happens at youth camp 
And here's our students that were at the altars every night. And what a powerful thing. Uh, what, what, what kind of spiritual things maybe uh, changed uh, in you or for you at camp? Um, um, so like leading up to camp, I'd always known like God is real. And I grew up in church my whole life. And I'd always believed it. But there was always like in the back of my mind this small voice that was like how do you know for sure though like it could just be like the bible could just be like a book of like it could just be another history book you know like is it all true and i always told myself no it is true but there was still that voice and at camp for the first time i was like okay i'm willing to actually like let god do stuff in my life and before i had been like really scared of that of like the holy spirit what would like it do to me if I was like, Holy Spirit, you can have me? Like, I didn't know what would happen because I wow. had seen people like talking in tongues and I was just like, oh my word, this is kind of freaky. And, <laughs> um, and then like, what would God speak to me? And like, do I really want to hear? And all this kind of stuff. And um, camp was like really a breakthrough moment for that. And like, something I appreciated about that camp was that we prayed a ton. And like, I think everybody was able to, the grow and how they prayed for people and um, praying with leaders and like I would tell them like I'm scared and I don't want that fear and I want it to be gone whether it was like inviting the Holy Spirit into your life or um, like letting God speak to you and being open and I like would feel that peace and that would just go away and then I would just get these weird urges like I should go pray for somebody or like just be like directed to this person and I especially the last day the last day we were, she, the, in the morning, the service, she said, tonight we're going to be, um, like, listening for God's voice. And, like, that's what the sermon's going to be about. And my stomach dropped. I was like, great. Like, we're going to end camp on a terrible note for me. It's going to be terrible. I'm, and I was just, like, dreading it. And through the whole day, I was like, uh, I'm just not going to worry about this service. I'm going to enjoy my last day. And at one point in the day, I was kind of like, I'm not dreading it as much anymore. And, like, from the second I stepped foot in the sanctuary, like, two hours later when we were going to the altar call, she was praying and, like, telling us what to do. And, like, no joke, I was shaking because I was so excited to go up there. Like, I looked down and my hands are shaking. And I hadn't had an energy drink that day. So, like, it was weird. <laughs> and, um, and, like, and then she says, like, come up for the altar call. And then I'm, like, I'm literally skipping up there. It was so weird. And, um... Yeah, I never felt that way before, and it was really cool. And, like, through the night, I could see that. And, like, that was the first night that, um, like, leaders and friends, like, they were um, praying in tongues over me, and that just felt so cool. Like, I couldn't understand it, but, like, I knew it was powerful, and it was just, like, wow. Like, I was blown away. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, what she was saying, like, I've been to a ton of youth trips and stuff, and I've grown up in the church, and I always felt... Like, I was definitely called to something, and I just didn't know what. And so it was kind of hanging over me recently. It was just kind of like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I have no idea where I'm going with my wife. Um, and so on the last night, um, I had had an energy drink, actually. So my, <laughs> my head was going like a million miles an hour. I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, this is crazy. And so God was just like, shh, like, shh. Like, he's like, stop, like. Just do what I tell you, and I'll take care of you. And it was, like, wow. crazy how loud he said that in my head. It was, like, just wow. do what I tell you, and I'll, you will be taken care of. 
you'll be okay. I was like, wow, okay. Like, you got it. I will not worry anymore. So, yeah, it was really cool. You know, these are our babies. And you look up here and you say, these are babies. These are babies. I haven't heard this many words out of these girls in all the times I've learned them. But are you seeing what God is doing? You see what I'm saying? Roadblocks back to help. Powerful experiences. And God is raising up these women uh, to be leaders and uh, to be powerful uh, uh, people that experience God. And uh, so what a, what a powerful thing. Did I say something wrong? The pictures? Oh, the energy. Yeah, with energy, that's not too bad anyway. Yeah. Um, us uh, old people over 50, we call that coffee. And so we just do that a little bit. So, uh, okay, let, let's shift. Did you have something else you wanted to share? Me? Yeah. yeah you're a preacher. Um, Go. <laughs> um, we were, the last night we were praying and specifically like letting God speak to you and stuff. It was um, like, I feel like the big thing that night that she was saying was like your future and like called to ministry. Either, if, even if you aren't called to the ministry, like God can still speak to you about your future and use you. And he's still going to use you no matter what, as long as you like love him and follow him. And I'd always been like, wow, that'd be so cool to be called to the ministry. And then, but I feel like because I had always had those barriers up of not letting God speak to me, I was always like, nah, I'm afraid. And then just kind of would like move away and stand to the side and watch all these amazing things happen in my friends' lives. And um, that night I was praying with, we, we prayed for our leaders and that was really cool. I really liked that. And I like sat down and Pastor Sean, he was up on the stage and he was like giving instructions. Like if you feel called to the ministry, like come up to the altar and like come stand up here. And like I had sat down for like 10 seconds and I was just like, yeah, just like watching. And then he said like calling. And then like all of a sudden I was on my feet and I was like walking up to the front and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'm just like being weird because I'm like all excited about Jesus and everything right now. I don't know. And it, it felt like really weird. And then I walked up there and then I saw my friend and then we were hugging and then like the whole youth group was around me and then they were praying. I don't know how long we did that. We did it for a while. But, um, and like even, even people who had come with our youth group who I had known for like three days, like they were praying over, over me and it was just so cool to see that. And um, like everybody all at once, it was very powerful. And like with every like word that people prayed, it just became more clear in my head, like, yep, you're called, you're called. And um, it was, like, really powerful. And then we left that night, and I was just like, oh, my word. And then they're like, okay, come back here in an hour. We're going to have a party. And then I was just like, oh, my word. <laughs> so um, that was really, really powerful. And I kind of left camp um, with all that on my heart. And that was really, I, I wasn't, ex I didn't go expecting that at all. Wow. Amazing. Uh, so just to wrap up the camp portion, um, some stats that we pulled from camp. We had one first-time commitment to Christ, 10 recommitments to Christ, three baptisms, three baptisms in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, uh, three called into vocational ministry, and two physical healings. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, amen. So you've been planning this uh, day on the lake for quite a while. And then uh, one thing that kind of came out of it is a student saying, hey, I want to be baptized. So I think we got some pictures of that. Uh, how, who was baptized uh, yesterday on, on the lake? Just one. Oh, okay. You haven't said much today. So. Liam, 
Liam oh, also there you go. Okay, why aren't you up here? And then we have uh, two other three other students that are not here. Wow. Today. What so. What did you witness uh, during these baptisms? Uh... <laughs> uh, I actually, if you could go back to uh, back one more, Sandy. To just back one more picture to um, Evelyn. She's in the one piece. Yeah, that go. photo right there. Um, so it's so funny. So we're doing the baptisms, and I'm like, okay, Evelyn, do you profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life? And she, this is her saying this to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she, that's the face. <laughs> so, like, I think it was just so cool to see, like, they knew what they were doing. Like, yeah. it wasn't just yeah, I want to go get dunked in the lake and, like, have a fun lake day. Like, they knew what this meant. And the fact that I, just going back to what I said before, like, the fact that they were the ones to step out and, and ask us to do it, that just means so much. Wow. But, that's, that's great. What's cool, too, with Evelyn specifically, uh, she had mentioned on Wednesday at Youth that she was still thinking about it. And so it wasn't until the day of. She's like, yeah, I wanted to do it because her brother was, so her family was already there. So that was fun to have parents and family be able to be there and support them. Yeah. Um, I know, like, when, so I didn't start following Jesus until I was 15. And then I was baptized, like, a year or two after that. And from someone who... Didn't, doesn't, didn't grow up in church, but also, like, my family are unchurched, and um, they still don't know the Lord, and how um, as much as it is a testimony to my life, and, they, like, my mom got to witness that, how cool it is that these families get to, like, celebrate and be so excited for their kids to be baptized, and so um, when we heard at camp that one of our students wanted to get baptized, I was like, but families should be there. <laughs> like, it was, it's just fun yeah. that um, everyone got to be a part of it and celebrate together and stuff. So, yeah. That's so good. Thank you, Emily. I don't know if you caught that. So Emily is a 15-year-old student, doesn't know Jesus, and is saved in a youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And then it was camps mm -hmm. and events like what you're leading now that completely changed your life. Yeah, and it's fun, like, thinking about. So we have oh, a youth convention coming up in October in um, the like, youth convention is one of my favorite events, and I try really hard. <laughs> I like the energy of youth convention, personally. Um, but those were, like, the weekends that, like, God totally wrecked me when I was a teenager and um, felt like a strong calling to ministry in some capacity. I still, I mean, clearly I'm in youth ministry right now, but I'm still figuring out, like, God, well, where exactly are you sending me? Like, where are we going? Um, and how, like, those are the, the weekends, the weeks, like, camps. Like, I gave my heart to Jesus for the first time at a winter camp. Um, and, like, how those totally changed the trajectory of, like, teenagers' lives. So, yeah. Wow. That's such a powerful thing. Thank you. Sophia, being the only one up here who did get baptized, what was that experience like? And how do you feel after that experience? Um, well, I like one week ago, um, I came into church and everyone was like, guess what? Girls can go on the trip too. And I was like, yes, I want to go tubing. And I was all excited. And then they were like, and we're opening up baptisms for like people to do. And I was like, should I get baptized? And I was thinking, but then 
I was like, wait, my friends are getting baptized and I don't want it to just be me following the example of my friends because um, that's something that like, I feel, I realize I'm scared of, of people thinking you're just doing what the rest of people are doing. And I didn't want that. And I um, was like kind of scared and I was praying about it. And I was like, asking God like, should I get baptized? And I was like, wait, hold on. Of course I should get baptized. This is such a stupid question. And then I was like, yeah, I'm getting baptized. And then yesterday, so like I've watched baptisms before a ton, like here at church. And I never like paid a lot of attention to the wording. It was just like, I baptize you. Um, but um, yesterday for the first time I was like paying attention to the wording and it was like, do you like profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. And then, um, and like, I forgot how you worded the other question, Colin, but it was like, do you, um, declare publicly, yeah, declare publicly that, that Jesus you, is your Lord and Savior. And it was, yes. And I had never thought of it that way before because like this morning I was thinking about what I was going to say up here and this memory came in my head of like a year and a half ago me and my friends we were at a track meet and they were like are you religious and I said yeah my family goes to church and I realized I, I could have said yes I'm a Christian I believe in Jesus but it was like yeah my family just goes to church and it was my family and about just attending a church and I realized what that meant for me and how um, yesterday that kind of changed with like um, telling people like, yes, I am a Christian and yes, Jesus did save me and I do believe in him. And I feel like that was like the big takeaway of how I um, saw that. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Isn't that great? Can I say something? Yes, you may. Work? Okay. Um, and like I was saying before, I had never really experienced that at camp. And then the altar calls were like so amazing. And then they gave us the opportunity to like pray for our friends and our youth leaders. And like before, I always felt like that's like for adults to do, like people who are really experienced. And then like knowing that they were like willing for me to do that, it was just like, whoa, yeah. like, wow. I can do this and it just felt so like powerful and amazing and just like afterwards everyone in the youth group was like crying and it was just like so powerful and everyone was just hugging each other and it was just like we all I feel like that was the first time that we all like really understood each other like completely and wow. it just like it just felt so amazing that like, before we had known each other and we had been friends, but now it was just, like, so much stronger. Yeah. Because, like, we had just come together and, like, done this together, and it was so amazing. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. One more thing. Um, <laughs> I can keep talking on and on. Um, I think, like, after the services, so, like, last year's summer camp, it was like, yeah, the services, the altar calls. Okay, I want to go to the playset now, and I want my candy bar. And like this year, it was like, I want to stay here. I don't want to go. And then we'd like go outside eventually and walk up to your cabin or go to the place that, and we'd all be talking. And like everyone was talking at once. Like, 
everyone's just like, oh my word, God said this to me. God did this in my life. And then it'll be like, wait, were you that person who prayed for me and said these words? And like, I, you didn't know that about me, but that's exactly what I needed. And then it was just like all these connections that you can make and drawing it back together. And like, it'd be like, well, like what happened to you tonight? And you would tell somebody and it'd be like, I've been there exactly. I completely understand what you're feeling. And um, it was just like really neat to see that. Like we were walking up to the cabin, which was like on top of the mountain. Cause yeah, it was a long hike. And we, um, we gave us time to talk and we were just talking. We were so excited. Like my friends, they were saying like, I've never, seen you look so relieved in your life before like I'm sitting there and they were we were in the service and they were like they thought I was crying and they came over and they're like are you okay because I was shaking and I was like no I'm laughing and I was laughing so hard I was like I've never felt this joyful before it was so wow. it was so weird and cool <laughs> I, w I was oh go ahead oh you're just gonna hold it okay <laughs> <laughs> I was so worried that we weren't gonna have anybody talk and this group, and uh, I, was tell I told, <laughs> I was telling Colin, okay, uh, you and Emily are going to have to prime this pump, and if we get awkward silences, maybe you can jump in. Nope. Um, we're so proud of you, and we're so excited about what Jesus is doing in your life. That's right. If I could say one thing, um, just kind of as as we wrap up, two. Sorry, two things. Um, the first thing is, if you have middle schoolers or high school, bless you. If you have middle schoolers or high schoolers, um, we meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Um, and we we try our best to do these things, um, but we know that it's impactful. So every student is welcome from every walk of life. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, second thing is. The Oregon Ministry Network used to call this group, uh, so you have like your adult ministry, you have your, you know, all the other different ministries in, in the Oregon Ministry Network that we're a part of as Assemblies of God. And um, the youth and kids section of OMN used to be called Next Gen because it's the next generation that we see. So they're Gen Z, they're the next generation. Um, when Sean, who is... Uh, Sean Silveri, who's now the district youth director, when he came on, he immediately, like one of the first things he wanted to do was to change the name from Next Gen to Gen Now. Um, and to middle schoolers, high schoolers, George Fox students, anybody who is younger and you feel less than or inadequate, you have to know that you are Gen Now. Like, God didn't call you to do something five years from now when you think that you're more experienced. He called you to do something right now. Wow. And I think these students really live that this summer. Um, and I think that can just be a message for anybody. We're, we're going through um, the letters that Paul wrote to Timothy in, in youth group right now. Um, we're going through a series called Only the Young. And it's all about, like, what God can do in your life right now. Wow. He can do stuff later, but what are you going to do with it right now? So That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. And... We uh, took this time, so number one, you can see what's happening uh, in our student ministries, and for you to know how to pray. Let's be praying for these students and the rest of them that couldn't be here today that went, were a part of the missions trip and camp and, uh, and the baptisms, that God would just continue to keep that fire lit. How many don't want them to get over this? Yeah. I don't want them to get over it. Yeah, and uh, that's right. So... 
as you pray for Pastor Colin, Pastor Emily, as you as you pray over them and just pray that God will give them wisdom and strength and, and energy drink when you guys need it. Uh, uh, now you know what what's happening within there and the personalities and what God is doing and God is using them to pray for one another and uh, just a powerful thing. So if you are, if you have a heart for youth ministry, we definitely could use more youth leaders. Um, so seriously, like we would love to bring you on the team. Come talk to us if that's something Excellent. that's ever on your heart. So. That's great. Would you stand with me today? And we're going to just pray over this group. You guys can, you can stand, just stay right where you're at. And uh, I just want to pray for Colin, Emily, and these students and the families they represent. And so if you just want to stretch your hand this way, we're going to do that. Father, I thank you, God, for the mountaintop experience, God. I thank you for the deep things that you did in the hearts of uh, these girls and then also the boys that were there. And thank you for the bold steps they're taking and praying for one another and listening to your voice and giving you permission to speak to them and uh, taking steps like public baptism. God, I just thank you for that. I pray that you would continue to fan this flame that's been started. God, I just pray that uh, this group would begin to grow and that other students would come in and, and, and want that same experience. So God, we just thank you for the leadership you put in place. We thank you for this incredible summer of a lot of activities, but God, thank you for the spiritual uh, uh, mountaintops and spiritual powerful things that happened through it. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, our prayer wall is open over here to uh, the left-hand side of the room. There'll be people there that love Jesus and love to pray with you. And uh, thank you for letting us celebrate this today. I think this was a time well worth it. And now you've uh, heard what these ladies sound like. I'm pretty glad because um, uh, we've got some preachers coming up. But hey, until I see you again, I pray that God would bless you and keep you. I pray that he would turn his face towards you and shine his countenance on your life and give you peace. God bless you as you go live a life for Jesus. Hey guys, this is Pastor Dave. I just want to say thank you for joining us today for this podcast. You know, at Family Life Church, our vision is to create a safe, authentic environment where people connect with Jesus. And we don't believe it's an accident that you joined us today. You know, if this message meant something to you, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on our website at myflc.org, or you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Family Life Church Newburgh. And I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and you can listen regularly. And I just want to say thank you and God bless your week.